Hi guys, and welcome to the Shrewsbury Biscuit Podcast. I'm Alex Whiteley. Um, the audio that was uh, collected for today's podcast was um, collected on World Suicide Prevention Day, which was Sunday the 10th of September. We set up a, a mobile studio outside Shrewsbury Abbey, and we spoke to some special guests who talked to us about their stories and their lives uh, and how suicide has affected them. Now, of course, it goes without saying that this is quite a charged episode. Um, a few triggers in here. Um, if you are sensitive um, to talk of suicide, um, then please approach this episode with caution. Um, there is some good advice in here, but of course there was language and there was vernacular used in this episode that, you know, um, may trigger many people. Um, I I found this quite a positive and cathartic experience. Um, I feel like the more we talk about these things, I think we talk. I've talked this so much with with Ruth and the guys from Shropshire Mental Health Support that the more we talk about these things, the more prepared we are. I think for these conversations, and um, yeah, I think I went into this. I was really tired. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie. We'd had a very hot weekend, and then this uh, this was that Sunday where the, the rain clouds first opened and everybody's a little bit relieved it was quite nice actually um because i went from being stuffy and warm and tired at a long week long weekend to actually uh being uh, you know feeling a bit uh cooler calmer there's always a bit of a release when it rains for the first time in a while for me that's quite nice and um, we had some great conversations here so uh first of all i want to say thank you uh to the guys from uh, Sh- uh shrewsbury abbey they were wonderful uh, really accommodating, very friendly, and uh, you'll hear from them uh, during this episode too. Um, and also as well, of course, to uh, Shropshire Mental Health Support for all the amazing work that they are doing across the county. Um, they pretty much turned Shrewsbury purple on that Sunday. Um, it, they were run throughout the town, right up until where we were in the Abbey. And um, we, got, we had some really good conversations. Anyway, I'm not going to ramble on too much uh, because i think the most important parts of this podcast are are the audio inserts you're about to hear here um so let's uh, let's go for this and uh, there are some helpful numbers and some tips at the end of this podcast so please keep listening um and also i'll put the links um to shropshire mental health support and some numbers on the readout of this podcast so if you if you you know this episode takes you by surprise and you do need to speak to someone there is um some great helpful links and some numbers there for you on the readout for this podcast anyway world suicide prevention day let's take it away Hi guys, uh, so today we're outside uh, Shrewsbury Abbey, it's uh, World Suicide Prevention Day and so today we're, we're speaking to a few special guests um, about about the world, you know, the suicide is not a it's not a great subject to be talking about but it's also, it is a good thing to um, to share stories about but in a way that it can help others, help others deal with situations um, that are, that can, you know, be quite hurtful and, and, and stressful at the time um, but I have not been in that situation, so I've got some special guests with me today that have been. Um, my first guest today, would you like to introduce yourself, please, sir? Uh, hi, I'm Dave. Um, 
I worked for Shrewd Town Foundation and uh, yeah, I tried committing suicide in 2021. Okay. So, and you're still here? Still here. Still here and happy about that? Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Definitely. definitely. Is this, you know, when it comes to um, mental health and struggling and things, is this something you've always dealt with? Um, yes and no, on and off. Um, I'd say I was ready to take my life at 14, uh, join the army at 16 with the intent of them doing it because I didn't have the guts to do it myself. Oh, wow. Okay. So you had a very self-destructive yeah. m- mode, I should say, from a very young age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what brought, what, I mean, I don't want to get too personal with you because no, no, this is fine. your life, but what, what kind of brings that on? Is it, is it like the world around you? Are there stresses? Uh, are there aggravators? I grew up in an abusive household. Okay. Uh, father was physically abusive yeah. with, with violence and mother was mentally abusive. So yeah. it was just, I, I was done at 14. Yeah. You'd I, had enough. I'd had enough. Yeah. And so you've been carrying that weight around with you all this time. Did the army ever help with you with mental health? I didn't or? mention it to be, to be fair. Uh, no. I got there to do a job uh, and hopefully, I know it sounds a bit dark, but die in the line of duty. That's what I wanted to do. So you're standing there like, shoot me! <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> but no, I went to Afghanistan for three tours uh, and I came home. My friend, Some of my friends didn't. Yeah. Um, I do have a bit of survivor's guilt with that. Yeah. Um, but it sort of, boiled up from them because I came home at 20 I'm now 35 and it sort of boiled up to when I was 30, 33 yeah. 32 and I, I sort of get into the point where yeah I've had enough let's, let's do it Survivor's guilt is an interesting one I've never I mean I've heard of that before but I've never really discussed it on a show or anything before okay. because obviously that must like you see it in the movies an awful lot don't they they always play it yeah, yeah. quite strong in movies but it must be it's a real thing you know yeah, that yeah. you've come back and, and they haven't yeah um did you feel like what you were doing in the army was worth it? Did you feel like you'd done a good job and therefore you had a right to come home and feel proud about yourself? Mm, yes and no. I'd, I'd done a good job. I felt like, yes, I should be proud of what I've done because I followed my orders to a T. But I don't think I should be proud of being home. That's, yeah. yeah, it's really weird. I, I shouldn't be here. My friends should be. Well, you definitely should be. I think um, That's the way I looked at it. Anybody that goes, um, goes uh, you know and put some, their body on the line for, for freedom and for um, whatever we're fighting for at the time for this country I feel like you know that's a, that's a good thing and you did, you did a good thing you know um, and you should, be, you should be proud that you've, you've gone over there and done that because you know they say soldiers are heroes and I do believe that you know if you're willing to do that you know put yourself in extreme danger but I mean it adds a different twist to it though when you're intentionally putting yourself in danger you know did you ever speak to any of your any of your um, your comrades, any of your friends, uh, you know, about yeah. what this? Kept it all quiet. The only person I ever spoke to was not until I left and spoke to the, the Shrewdtown Foundation, to yeah. be honest, and never told anybody. Kept it all wrapped up. And yeah. obviously didn't help because it took me to that point where I was going to end my life. But. I love that we're talking about Shrewsbury Town Foundation as well because I've worked a lot with uh, Shrewsbury Town in the community yep. and the foundation. I uh, mean, Jamie, go way back. We've done stuff together. It's really yep. great. You know, it's. A, I think what you die, what you guys do, because um, you know, I don't know if you've seen any of the stuff I've been doing with the football club recently, but um, I got my first ever season ticket for anything ever. Oh, awesome! For, for Shrewsbury, because I walked into Block Nine and it just electrified me and my family. You know, oh, it. nice. So, and I can feel that positivity would reflect in a really positive way on someone that's going through something quite difficult Is, yeah did you feel that it was there it was more the the exercise and referral program so they have a program that's um 
Thank you. you can refer yourself to or you can be referred to by your local doctor um, in the area um, and they build an exercise program around you whether you've got physical illnesses mental illnesses they will work with you to get you where you need to be it's a 12-week program and it's free of charge wow and that's what worked for me and um i slowly sort of grew from there and then i volunteered for them and now i work for them full-time i think that's super inspiring because you've gone through this this pain for all this time and you say you actually attempted to take your life as well yeah i was hanging wow. to, to, to put a dark tone on it uh, not meaning to but yeah i was actually hanging in my kitchen at the time that's um i'm very very i'm, I'm sad to hear that my friend because uh, you know it's uh got some great music in the background oh, we're outside yeah. the abbey this is great i mean uh, i love it um <laughs> just as you said that the uh, the organs kicked yeah everything was on <laughs> some point not timed promise yeah i'm very sad, sad to hear that you went you went through that but it's good to see you've come from the other end and it was after you'd done that that you ha got help from the foundation yeah I'd, i mean it was it was it was august the 6th um and i'd had enough try it, the attempt happened broke down tried local mental services um i didn't get anywhere with them it was my doctor that put me on to the foundation and they um from the january after that just flew do you think that's because you relate to the football it's kind of like that relate to sport and physical activity that's it i'm a martial artist as well um, oh what do you do semi-pro mma oh quite cool um i've been on martial arts all my life and then um the physical aspect of it was just sort of you know but it was me it was what I needed with some mental health do you, do you think it's fair to say sometimes you just got to find the right key to the lock you've just got to be keep banging you've got to find what works for you yeah you know some people it's talking some people it's walking some people it's the gym for me it was exercise uh, and having the right support around me as well there was nothing there was no one that ever made me feel like I was worthless at the foundation they always made me feel like no you've got this Dave you can do this let's get up let's get up let's get going and has the has the foundation f helped you get to a point where um because you said you were a closed book on this for a long time oh yeah where you wouldn't even speak to your your closest in the army you know yeah. i know what that brevin is like yeah. did they help you turn a corner in the in the way that you can talk about this now yeah definitely how uh, did they do that what was what just you? encouragement really i mean it was sort of, they let me do it in my own time you know it was as I was working out, you know, they'd just say, how are you doing? And eventually I found myself saying, no, I need to talk about this. Because yeah. if I don't, I'm just going to back to square one. Yeah. And I didn't want that. And I think, you know, we've done some, this is like, we've done two shows with Shropshire Mental Health Support um, so far. Because we're, do, we're doing like, a, we're doing like takeovers, letting them take over. Because I'm not an expert in mental health. No. Um, so it's good to let people, the experts and people that have been around it to talk about it. But I think one of the messages we got through is to that you've got to learn to accept that it's okay to be sad. It's okay to have bad days and, and feel oh, feel mad and be pissed off and be like, be, you know, in, feel those things. That's normal. That's normal. Everybody you can't resent that. yourself for that. No. Um, and a lot of people do resent themselves for that. I'm, my father was very men are men. Men don't cry. Yeah. And that old school mentality. Yeah. And I grew up like that. And I, I believed that for a long time. You know, men don't cry. I don't know what you're talking about. But it's the last... To say with the help of the foundation the exercise referral program i've realized that that's bull men do cry you can have a bad day you can scream you can do whatever you need to do yeah and uh, as well i think your story is really important because you've tried different things i mean was it for your gp that you were trying different it was, yeah i tried multiple different things um nothing that really succeeded for me and this worked 
Um, I, I am talking, I have a serious conversation whilst I'm recording things for TikTok. Um, but <laughs> you know, it is, I, I, <laughs> and that's why your your story is important because you've 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 persevered, and at the end of it, because I've I've spoken to people about mental health before, they're going, nothing works. Yeah. Nothing works for me. There is something. There's got to there's, be something. something for everybody. Um, as I said, it, some people may medicate, like antidepressants, things like that. Some people may use endorphins for exercise. Religion. Religion. Yeah, that's not happy today. A lot of people turn to religion. Yeah. Um, some people turn to alcohol. I'm not saying that is the answer, but that's what some people do. Uh, meditation, yoga. There's so much they do. Yeah. Health and fitness is a, is a huge one. I mean, you know, last year I was at the gym every single day. But, bit of a pudding still but um he is looking hench guys <laughs> but i come back from the gym and i feel great i would yeah. i'd be aching i'd be like oh my god i'm 36 at the gym at the time uh you know it's yeah. terrible physically body's hurting but your mind is on fire yeah and that's what i love yeah the you snaps know. is all firing um okay so we're going to be asking a lot about this today and, and you know we, we, we want to try and collect as much advice as we can about suicide for anybody that's going to listen to this because i'm going to have to put a disclaimer at the front of this and say there's going to be a few triggers Go into this if you if you want the advice. So if there's anybody that's really close to the stage that you were in that kitchen, yeah. what would you say to them? And you can uh, you can put this in any way you like. Um, honestly, it's not worth it. It feels like the the way escape. It's not the escape. There is always something around the corner. Talk to somebody. I know it's not easy, and I'm not saying you should. It's just going to be a snap of the fingers. It's going to be something that takes some strength, takes some will talk to anybody your gp whether it be your family member somebody i don't even if it's just a stranger you know sometimes a conversation with somebody is all that somebody needs yeah and what would you say to um you know from the world of football football, football. uh to the to the the boys don't cry crowd the guys that i listen to are like yeah whatever what would you say to them ignore that because they do it is okay to break down it is okay to have a cry no one's going to judge you for it and if they do they're of a small minded person anyway yeah yeah I love a good cry I do especially a movie Top Gun Goose every time <laughs> I cried at everything I cried 8 Mile I, I cried at Batman before Creed had me within 5 minutes yep <laughs> like, good oh. one. she's like I'm like he's the victim of you know of, a, of an affair and she's still taking it yeah, all that, yeah. So, gotta love it gotta love it well Dave thank you so much for chatting to no me today worries. Um, and hopefully I'll see you at the games. Yeah, I'm always there. I work every single one. You work there? You... Yeah, I'm a full-time employee there now. Okay, what do you do at the club I'm then? I'm a community and facilities officer, so I'm a bit of everything. I, Whatever needs doing, I'll stick my hand in. Oh, wonderful. So you will see me about, definitely. Sound. Uh, I haven't been to a home game yet because it's all been a bit all been away. Or Next week, been, first home game. Yes. I can't wait. Well, I really first can't. one you can go to, I guess. Brilliant. Well, Dave, thank you so much for no worries, man. Thank you. Cheers. Right, guys, uh, we were back outside Shrewsbury Abbey. Uh, thank you, Dave, for your story. Uh, it's really important to get as many as many minds in this as possible because um, there are, of course, um, people like Dave who attempted suicide and there's also people that are left behind after suicide. So it's good to get uh, two different mind points, uh, different points of view. And today we, uh, I've got, I now have Heidi and Simon with me. Heidi, uh, we've been chatting online, haven't we? We have, yeah. Um, and I haven't been, we haven't been able to get our heads together. What happened? There's probably people listening to this thinking, yeah, I spoke to him six months ago as well. I haven't got him on the show. He hasn't got on the show. Um, with my new job now, I can literally record once a week. It's so insane. Like that, it's it's hard to fit everybody in, and 
uh, weekly the amount of emails get it's just it's so hard to stay on top I need a PA that's what I need so uh, I'm very sorry Heidi but um, I'm glad to have you here today my pleasure um, nice to meet you um, and when you spoke to me you spoke to me about a book you were writing uh, which I have here called They Died Waiting um, do you want to tell us a bit about your story um, and, and where this where this has come from so um, the story behind the actual book it's written by Caroline Aldridge and Emma Corlett so they collated the stories of people from all over the United Kingdom who had written to Caroline um, after her appearing on Women's Hour, Woman's Hour, sorry, um, and uh, basically there was a a lot of people that shared a similar story that they lost um, someone sadly through the failure of the services, um, and they felt Caroline's pain. So Caroline decided to collate all the stories into a powerful book called They Died Waiting. So. Um, I wrote a chapter about Sam's story yes. and um, Caroline uses the book and the stories as a mental health educator. So the latest thing that she did was to speak at the King's Fund conference, which is a collective of doctors, social workers, nurses, anyone with an interest or work related to mental health. and. Um, She's an excellent speaker, and that's her role now. She's um, she's basically fighting. She's it's fighting good to have a powerful pleasure. advocate for that because uh, I know you weren't here for to hear Dave's thing, but he was saying that you know if it wasn't for because he found the Shrewsbury Foundation, and if they had a, a, something that worked for him, but if he hadn't found that, he was bouncing around for his GP were offering him this, that, and the other mm-hmm. that wouldn't wasn't working for him. So it's good to have a strong advocate to say, well, if that's not working, then what is there that can work, you know? Yeah, I mean, Caroline describes it as her son not being the right kind of ill for the services. And Sam's case was very similar. He was um, quite, he was a very interesting character. He was very, very skilled and clever at sports and music and all sorts of things. But he was probably autistic and some of his ways people perceived as a bit weird Um, but he was extraordinarily kind and thoughtful and he would help anyone he can Um, like he wrote a song when the Newtown Bypass was being thought of and they were going to plough through the middle of a 600 year old oak tree and he wrote a song um, called The Brimmen Tree and uh, it got the bypass diverted around the tree. Amazing. Yeah. What a great legacy to have. Yeah. So he has a plaque under that tree. That's which beautiful. Which he'd be incredibly proud of. And he uh, got scouted for Wrexham, right? He did. For football? He was a very, very... This is a fun fact about Sam. And um, so there was three and a half years between us. And at when he died, so a lot of his friends contacted me with funny stories. And one of the tales was that at sports day, he decided to run a race backwards, a sprint, and he could run backwards as fast as he could run forward. <laughs> <laughs> I can't run forwards that very well. I'm never mind backwards. I'd be, uh, yes, that would definitely end badly for me. Um, 
So what happened? What what what? I mean, was he from a young age? Was he struggling with mental health? I mean, so autism's a, a difficult one if you don't understand what's going on. Yeah, but um, I think there's a lot of autistic people. We've we've got some super talented people on both sides of the family with, you know, extremely good skills in various things. So I think it's kind of a sprinkling all over both sides. Um, he was. He struggled. He was a very he was very late to talk. He struggled at school, but because he was good at sport, he could get away with it almost. Um, but what was your question? You said what? What, what happened? happened? What, what? 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 I mean, because what happened was in his teens, he was sexually abused by a neighbour. Okay. And so there's trauma. There's a catalyst there. <laughs> of, yeah. Often mental health is. Uh, Poor mental health is triggered by trauma. Yeah. And he kept it under the radar. So um, it had happened to other people as well. And they spoke about it. And Sam always said it hadn't happened to him. But in his early 20s, he had a breakdown where he said, yes, it did happen to him. Yeah. Uh, and he never, he never sought help talking help was any help offered to him though did he have to go and look for it by himself if he was going to get it yeah n no help was particularly offered because it's, it just seems to make sense right that it when when someone has a trauma like that that they should be just automatic an automatic like <laughs> hi we hear you've gone through a terrible time yeah, yeah. here is a leaflet or here is the number i mean i know things have progressed a lot in the last few years, yeah. um, I mean, Shropshire Mental Health Service, they mm -hmm. do support, shall I say. I keep saying service, so Shropshire Mental Health Support, uh, they offer a great service, and there's lots of places around now mm -hmm. starting to sort of start to progress. And we've just been talking uh, with Dave about this uh, this whole big boys don't cry mm -hmm. thing, where now this kind of changing a little bit, where it's actually okay to open up, mm -hmm. you know. Um, but there's still a stigma. You, there is. There is, and the British culture is, um, may I say, a little bit repressed. <laughs> We've got a lot of hangovers from Victorian era and all sorts of things, yeah. and uh, stiff upper lip, don't draw attention to yourself. There's all sorts. I hate that, keep calm and carry on. Hate that. No. Let's flip out about it a little bit, and then we'll carry on, because then we've got it out of our system, right? Exactly. Is, that, is that fair? It's cathartic, isn't it? You've got to flip out. <laughs> I always say to my wife, I guess she's like, why are you getting stressed for? I was like, because it's the way I deal with things, do you know what I mean? Because yeah. then then I'm not like going to bed and it's not pent up, do you know what I mean? It's like releasing a valve, isn't it, where the steam just comes out and yeah. then it's yeah. gone. Yeah. Um, and how long ago did this happen? How long ago did... Did, did he pass? It, Oh, he passed in June 2019, which to everyone listening probably sounds like a really long time ago, but actually, because of COVID and everything, uh, we didn't have the inquest till last year. So that kind of... Um, so fresh. That, quite raw. Yeah, it's raw. It was a three-day inquest, um, and uh, we applied for it to be an Article 2 uh, breach of human rights so that those services failed to protect his right to life, basically. And the yeah. coroner denied that, but we had a three-day inquest. And, uh, and this the is still going on? The failures were there. The inquest concluded with um, a verdict of suicide, but it did have a narrative attached to it where they found that the agencies weren't talking to each other and one of the computer systems could be tampered with. 
and so cover-ups could be made. So the, the coroner made a recommendation wow. that that system was changed. Wow. And, yeah, it's very hard, isn't it? Because you haven't got that closure, you know, and I imagine it's difficult to deal with. But, you know, it's good to surround yourself with people like Shropshire Mental Health Support. Yeah, yeah. So Marie, the Marie. suicide bereavement counsellor. Wonderful. Yes, I contacted her... I don't know, six months after he died. Um, and she came with me to the inquest for all three days. So she's almost a superhuman as far as I'm concerned. She's so calm, she gets everything. You don't need to explain anything to her. And we've met so many times that she says she can tell by my face what's going on with the way my mouth sits. There's, yeah, I get that. And I, you know they're, they're so caring here. Like last night, I was chatting to Ruth, and uh, Ruth was like, "You're going to be hearing some very sad stories tomorrow." So Marie is there to help you through it. Mm -hmm. I think like, that's really considerate, you know, yeah, yeah. because it is a lot to take on, isn't it? You know, um, but at the same time, I'm just that kind of a caring guy. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> 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 uh, if I'm behind a microphone, it's funny. And today we also have Simon uh, with us today. Thank you so much for being patient, Simon. No, it's okay. Uh, just let get that microphone. Right like there we go so we can hear you hear your beautiful voice sir oh no uh, <laughs> um so tell us a bit about your story i'm just going to switch on to fun power actually well, well give uh, me my youngest brother he was uh, 28 uh, we didn't really know he was suffering from mental illness problems until it was almost too late and i think it was about four or five days before he actually took his own life that i realized that he had mental health problems So he covered. Sorry, my microphones were going weird. Then <laughs> you could see me messing about with stuff. Um, so he kept it kept it to himself, pretty much. So I, I think some of my other brothers had a bit of an inkling, but they were helping him, and they thought they'd sorted it out. And he was on his way back to normal, but yeah. unfortunately, he was hiding it. Yeah, very very well. Um, and this is what they say. I mean, there's been a lot of uh, talk about Chester Bennington, uh, Robin Williams, yep. all these amazing people that just functioned normally outside of the depression. But deep inside, you can see there's something going on. You know, that it was a couple of days before Chester Bennington passed away. He's bluffing with his kids. He's yeah. joking around. The next thing you know, it, so it, you can't take any, you know, that is just how it is sometimes with people, yep. you know. Um, and, you know, how, how do you deal with something like that as a family? Uh, I think most. <laughs> so right, we've got a bit of church music. It always seems to kick in right at the most dramatic time. It's great. I love it. The talk. Yeah. yeah. Great. Uh, I think it varies. Families are either get very close together and help each other, or they disappear and split away and never speak to each other again. Which it's a shame, really, because that's what you need your family there for. Yeah. To help you through tough times like this. Yeah. I've heard of many stories where there is a person or a thing or something that kind of anchors a family together and when that thing is not there anymore, that person or that, you know, yeah. then people go their separate ways, don't they? Unfortunately for me, he was a hell of a lot longer than me. Yeah? He was only a year older than my own daughter. Oh, wow. So he's, there was a good gap between us, which in a way for me that was quite difficult. Yeah. Because I didn't have that close bond like a brother and sister or a couple of brothers would have 
yeah. I was more of an older father sort of figure which was a shame really because he didn't come and speak to me which I thought I could have helped him but and do you use that as a way to torture yourself a little bit as a way like why didn't I do more why didn't uh, I speak to him even though he can make his own choices and come speak yeah, to you you know it's true yes uh, I didn't really because I can't let that bother me no because I don't think he would have wanted that no so I turned myself to something he loved doing and that was a lot of walking so now I'm doing silly walks for my own benefit as well not just for everyone else's yeah because I think walking is for me is a very nice thing to do you can just go off find somewhere nice and quiet go up a hill somewhere and just sit there and just look just taking all the beauty and it's really calming and relaxing I was driving to Ludlow with my kid who's eight in the car yesterday and we're driving you know past Longmend and you got all those hills I was like when you look at these hills do you find that relaxing he's like uh Nope. Yeah, I guess. You know, <laughs> I do. I think you're right. You know, you find a, a place that's beautiful. You can sit back and look. I interviewed on top of this abbey once. I did an interview on the roof, and we were doing the interview, and I was so distracted by the view that I was trying. I was just finding it hard to. It wasn't the height then. <laughs> no, well, don't do heights. And to be fair, like it's not the easiest roof to get up on top of and I did it with the people from the Abbey I didn't just climb up the roof and just be like oh I'm here from the Abbey um, uh, but like I get distracted because yeah you're right sometimes when, you, when you've taken a bit of effort to get to somewhere you can sit and reflect and look back that's nice uh, and I know I know other people they like to do different things they might want to go into a boxing ring and punch hell out of somebody just to release that energy and yeah. release all that pressure that's built up inside them so it's everybody's different they are different we all find our own way of dealing with things but not everyone can do that yeah and you know we've been discussing that today especially when it comes to help with mental health yeah is that group counselling is not going to work for everybody you know uh, cognitive, cognitive behavioural therapy is not going to work for everybody um, some people can't just sit and talk about their feelings but some people like you said will probably just love to batter a uh, you know a, a, a punchy bag or something you know something I've thought about with Sam is that all the helplines and stuff it takes a lot of courage to ring those numbers yeah and I don't think Sam would have done it no. in fact I know he wouldn't have been able to do that no yeah. I put something on Twitter when not long after my brother died I think it's still on there maybe and I actually put a message up there the hardest thing for someone to do that's suffering from mental health is ask for help yeah and to make that call for help and there's nobody there to help where do they go yeah mm-hmm. and this is where people like Marie are great because you know uh, Shropshire Mental Health Support is is one of those it's one of those where that it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. They will speak to you. They will hear you out. You know, and that's 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 a nice thing. It's nice to know that you got that on your doorstep. But again, if you, there isn't another thing, there's Dan Reed with men walking and talking. There's 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 so much going on in this in this town and Shropshire that you can. There is always something different. Always something you can try. Sports a great one, isn't it? That's a that's a great unifier, isn't it? Sport. Whether you're partaking or watching, you know football um so the silly walks yeah <laughs> <laughs> well, to me they are but I, I, mean, I know some people ah. think well that's not a very big thing to do but for me personally it is yeah i mean last year i did 
two peaks of Snowdon in the same day. And I completed both in nine hours, which that was a... Done Snowdon. That was a sweat. <laughs> I did Snowdon and I did a, there's a hill next to Snowdon, which isn't as high, but it's steeper. I did that one as well and that was like, we kept getting to like a ridge and we think, oh, we're at the top now. And then they carry on going, oh, we're at the top now. And you did it in nine hours, Snowdon. Yeah. And then Two, three, twice. three weeks later, we did, uh, I had help with the bike ride through work colleagues and we did 111 miles around Lake Vermery three weeks after I did Snowdon. But that, that feels good because you did it for someone you love. Yeah. You know, and that is, that is the most important thing is... It doesn't matter what people think from the outside. I, my personal reasons was for my brother. Yes. I mean, it, yes. Just to keep his memory going. But it wasn't just about that, and it wasn't just about me doing these silly daft things. It was about the cause for mental health, for the local charities, and awareness, just to keep people talking. Because that's the hardest problem, get people talking. I'll tell you what, if it wasn't for those motorbikes in the background... That would have been the perfect <laughs> advert, wouldn't it? I don't just do it for me. Oh. I thought that. <laughs> it was just that angels came to and, support. Yeah, that was really good. And less than just over a week ago, I did uh, 24 hours walking up and down the Reekin. Hey, that's really good, yeah. Hold on, I've got a button here for that. Where is it? Where is it? There you go. <laughs> you can't hear it but there's an air horn going on in the background um, that's really good 24 hours yeah how many times did you do in 24 hours can you and it varies apparently <laughs> <laughs> some people have said I've done 14 uh, a few others have said I've done 12 I've looked at the mileage it says 13 but it doesn't matter how many times I, that didn't bother me I wasn't counting after three I lost count and said whatever it was all of the reason of the charity, Shropshire Mental Health Support, and mental health awareness. And I know there's like uh, the whole issue of filling your lungs with air that's going on while you're doing that, but <laughs> what's going through your mind as you're doing these things for your brother? Uh, I think that's what keeps you going. You're doing it for a reason. It's not a personal, for my benefit, it's for someone else's benefit. Raising awareness too. And uh, have you reached, have you reached a anybody that isn't affiliated with your brother in what you're trying to do with raising awareness uh, I think I did probably did on the day I actually my first walk up when I first started I bumped into a, an old elderly gentleman I think he was 73 he said he was uh, he'd been on his own for a few weeks because his wife and daughters had gone to France and he was on his own he'd just recovered from a heart attack and he was struggling to walk again and I actually spent 10 minutes walking up with him and just chatting to him. That's lovely. And I passed him a couple of times because obviously he wasn't quick on his feet. And every time he just smiled, waved and said hello and, oh, good luck, well done, carry on. And I think I made his day. And I think I might have helped him get through that little tough period he was going through. Yeah. Just being on his own for a few weeks. And that's one thing to remember as well, mental health issues affect everybody every age whether you're a teenager or whether you're elderly. Yeah, these spiders are everywhere. I'm very sorry. I couldn't see that. They're all over my microphone, my little spiders. They want to be on the show too. Everybody's included. Um, yeah, so we've got to remember that, you know, every generation deals with this situation. Yeah. So I'm glad you helped. And, uh, you know, the, the book, uh, Caroline and Emma's book, with all your guys' stories in there, have you had any feedback about how it may have helped people, people that have read it and felt um, something from it? The stories are very diverse. Um 
I know it's been publicised a lot in Shropshire. There was a couple of articles that were written um, about it, and I know that sales of the book did rise uh, in the Shropshire region uh, for that. But um, Caroline gets <clears throat> a lot of feedback, but um, generally as a whole. But currently she's... Uh, taken her focus off the book because she's currently fighting the two trusts near where she lives who have been hiding the figures of people who sadly passed away due to mental health issues so she's kind of distracted with that mm. at the moment mm. it's been on Newsnight actually her plight to uncover the 10,000 figures that got swept under the carpet especially during the pandemic um and you know, how long ago did you lose your brother? Uh, 2021. 20, 2021. So we'd just come out of the pandemic when you had your Literally trauma. Coming out of it, yeah. And it you had yours just before the pandemic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, imagine which one is which one is worse because uh, do you know what the pandemic actually sending people to the houses yep. into a room or into a into a building sometimes without the amenities that you're normally used to uh, could have had a terrible effect on people's mental yeah. health. Do you reckon? The isolation. Yeah, yeah, of literally. Course. I can imagine that there was a lot that the figures were raised during that period just from being alone. Yeah, yeah, I imagine so. Um, have you got? Um, I will go. Well, I'll go to both of you. Have you got like a group of family friends that you can have helped you through this? That you can talk about freely about this? Can you get it all off your chest as often as you like? To be honest, I will talk to anybody about it because um, I. I'm a driver, so I'm out delivering quite a lot. So I see different people, and they don't judge you because they don't know you, and I don't do the same with them. And shortly after my brother died, I was still working through COVID, and all the and all that, and um, I would just chat away to him and say, "Oh yeah, I've had a bit of problems. Brother's passed away," and go into details. And next minute, they might just say something about what's happened to them but they won't give me too much detail. And then after about 10 minutes, obviously I'll finish my delivery and I'm going. You can see them with a little smile on their face. It's sort of helped them. Just take think, a bit. You know, yeah. maybe I can talk about something. Yeah. So actually going out and just talking about it has probably helped me in that way. Yeah. Whereas other people, it's different. It's different for everybody. They've, everyone's got their own way of dealing with things and they've got to find that. This is mine. Just tap a live microphone. This is mine. This is my way of uh, blowing off a bit of steam. I love doing this. Whether it's the recording of a podcast or the making of afterwards, there's something really therapeutic about it, and something nice about taking a bit of uh, bit of audio with sirens and choirs and all sorts in the background and turning it into a nice, neat ribbon of audio. There's something really satisfying about that. Um, what about yourself, Heidi? Did you have uh, family and friends that you, you could talk about with this? Um, we're an extremely close family, so there's, uh, I've got, I'm the eldest and I ha have, I say have, I like to keep him present, uh, three brothers. So Sam was, was the one after me, um, so with the smallest age gap and um, I, immediately when it happened, we just congregated at my house and basically cuddled each other like bears and just held each other. Yeah. And 
he had quite the funeral. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone wore crazy hats and there was music and um, going to the after thing, I walked through Montgomery with a unicorn's head on because <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of the things he would have liked. So we just did what he would have liked. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Um, and then finally, I know I've put you guys through quite a bit of turmoil talking about your traumas, and I'm very sorry about that. But you're, this might help people, especially when it comes to losing a sibling. As I said, it's good to talk. So yeah, yeah. It's not, a, it's not a problem. Um, what, and that's a good bit of advice. Do you have any more advice that anybody's lost a sibling to suicide? If um, you're feeling, whatever you're feeling, if you need to talk to someone, just give someone a ring. Or yeah. Go and see a, a, an old friend or a close mem- fem- member of family that you've not spoke to for a while that they're not going to someone that's not going to judge you this or, group has just set up in shows me the, the survivors of bereavement uh, by suicide okay. there are there are a lot of people out there a lot of organisations small charities like this one yeah mm. you've just got to give them a call that's yeah. it they're not going to judge you they're not going to tell you to do this that and the other they'll sit there and listen to you and I think there's probably people listening to this and maybe reluctant to, to the idea of sort of being in a group of strangers talking about your emotions and stuff. But I feel like if you're in the same room as someone who's lost a brother or a sister or even, you know, a re- relative that's close to them, they're all in the same boat. You know, you're, you're all guys have all been through something very similar. So the conversations will be very much the same, but the support will be there, I imagine. They're not alone. You're not yeah. alone. These guys meet at the LM Church in Shrewsbury and it's a newly set up group. I've been, I've been myself to to one of the meetings. So it's called the Survivors of Bereavement by Suicide, and they've got a, a website called www.uksobs.org. Um, so give them a look um, if you have been affected by suicide from uh, friends or family. Yeah. Um, well, thank you so much for chatting to me today, guys. I really do appreciate you coming and open up thank to you. me. You're welcome complete stranger you know I don't know your stories um, you can go with having a chat with someone from Shropshire Mental Health Support after as well yeah absolutely yeah. well thank you very much for chatting to me today guys thank uh, you what I'm going to do is I'm going to read out the, uh, the name of the book it's called um, They Died Waiting and it's written by uh, Caroline Aldridge and Emma Corlett so give it a look thank you brilliant thanks Cheers. I have found a lesser spotted Marie out in the wild, <laughs> in the in the van, and uh, uh, we're here today outside the Abbey. Still, uh, it's, the rain is about to start, but we're in a marquee, so hopefully we'll be all right. Uh, how's it going for you today? Are you enjoying it? Yeah. I am. I am. It's quiet, isn't it? It's quiet. It's quiet, but people are talking, and I think sometimes, as long as somebody is talking. You're making the connections, aren't you? Yeah, and this is it. I mean, and the conversations that we have today under this marquee <laughs> can be recycled and reused and, and shared with people to hopefully make a difference. And that's what we're here to do today, right? So raise that awareness. Um, yeah. And I know you guys have been building up to today for quite some time now, right? We have, yeah. Um, Ruth has been very busy working um, behind the scenes with everything that she's been doing. Um, but yeah, it's been a sort of a project that sort of we know we've been waiting for it to arrive, and you get very excited about it, a bit apprehensive this morning because you just want it to go as well as it can. But yeah, 
yeah well we're here we're doing it and uh, I've, uh, thank you so much uh, to Ruth and to yourself as well uh, we've had some great guests so far obviously subjects that are not easy to talk about but I feel like we need to have these conversations and number, like we've spoken to this is the third time we've been on the podcast it together is, now yeah. and we, every time we talk about these subjects the more and more we talk about this the more the easier it kind of not the easier we get, I guess that's the word but it's less of a taboo less of a thing that it's difficult to talk about it gets easier a little yeah, bit yeah I think I, I think Alex I think it does get easier yeah. I think because even though we we might there's apprehension and anxiety when we're talking about something that isn't a topic or subject that is talked about openly. Yeah. Um, part of my job is to sort of reduce that um, and to help encourage a more open conversation. Um, but I think with every conversation that we have it does reduce a barrier yeah um hopefully it reduces stigma around it and it just reassures people that they can talk about it and it is okay and to ask the questions yeah and that's what this is all about today um as far as the actual world prevention world suicide prevention day today yeah how big is this as a as a, as a thing around the world there's a lots and lots of people taking part in this Yes. Is it yeah, that you so, know of? Like? Um, yeah. And when I go on different forums that I access for part of my job, yeah. um, I would say the impression I get, because I've only been doing this job two years, but the impression I get is that every year it gets bigger. And so as a conversation around the world, hopefully each year it'll get bigger, you know, and more people will be having that conversation, reducing the stigma. And hopefully that will lead to then people feeling able to ask questions. So hopefully the numbers of suicide are reduced. Yeah. That would be amazing. Do you feel like there's more available to us today than there was, say, 10 years ago? As a ways of mental health and doing... Yeah. I think definitely there's more available. Um, I think that we are, as a society, becoming more able to have some conversation about mental health and well-being and I think sometimes it's just encouraging that conversation and I was talking to somebody earlier about the stigma of talking about mental health and so sometimes I will talk about well-being um, from the point of view that your mental health is important as your physical health they work side by side because you can't have one without the other you know um, and so even conversations around well-being can be a starting place to then people talking about their mental health and, and sort of exploring it from there. But I think we're more knowledgeable now. We understand it now. Um, I think we understand it better than we've ever done. And that's crazy because we're, I feel like, you know, if I'm right in saying this, I don't know if it's fair to say, but we lost an awful lot of funding when it came to mental health uh, like 10 years ago and it's continued, yeah, to, continued right. to be have like lumps knocked out of it you know working in, around mental health and, and seeing the, the effects that that's had it's crazy to think that we now know more with less do you know I what I know. mean imagine yeah. if we had those funds back now what we could do with it it would be amazing wouldn't it and yeah that, that's sort of when you say it like that yeah it doesn't make any sense does it no <laughs> they were like, oh, these no. services that you used to have before, <laughs> not going to have them anymore. And now we're sitting here and we're thinking, well, actually, we're talking about mental health more. Do you think that's because people have taken it upon themselves to actually 
remedy this situation by themselves by talking by creating their own thing like Dan Reed has done yeah uh, like Simon is doing for his own personal things that, that also helps other people yeah you know there, there are people out there that they're, they're going out there and doing their own things yeah I think so I think it's because people have been in situations where they've had struggles and challenges have maybe either not been able to access support because it wasn't there or maybe weren't aware of a service when they needed it so like you say they've you know they've either developed their own idea they've been able to find a voice almost and with that voice then they can make change and have conversation and therefore hopefully leading um and making changes and then talking to organizations like ourselves yeah um you know have, it have makes you, a difference have you been working with a lot of grassroots sort of companies a bit like men walking and talking are there any sort of local grassroots companies that you are working in collaboration with at the moment so yeah for Shropshire mental health support we will you know for the well-being vehicle that you went on earlier we take that all the way around the the county and we take anybody's information so men's walking and talking there's an able there are um oh my gosh there's so many um (laughs) that we carry because we recognize that to just take our own information you know might be helpful for some people but not meet everybody's needs so by doing that networking sharing um other people's info and opportunities for social subscribing as well you know yeah uh so yeah you you know we're talking about fishing earlier and sports uh the shrewsbury town foundation yeah it's amazing isn't it what they're doing um you know they're having from what i can gather they're having some great success there yeah you know it's good that we've got this you know around us Uh, it's just about raising the awareness and letting people know that there are things you can do because like you know I've spoken to people before about mental health where they've said nothing works there's nothing out there for me there is just maybe there's uh, there needs to be a better way for us to put these new ideas forward for you you know and I I think it's important that we have different ways of people being able to communicate with us as as a, a charity or any service provider because you know calling in for some people is quite easy but other people need to be able to text or email so having all those social media ways of communication i think does make a difference it gives people more choice doesn't it well we've got somebody back with us now who is um who's got a great idea actually and i thought we could talk about it today um because um so heidi welcome back to the show you're right. Let me get that mic closer to you. There we go. So we can hear your voice. Um, you have a a really interesting idea, don't you? That you've actually put a lot of work into, right? I have, yeah. With the help of lovely Marie. Um, so I'm basically was thinking that a lot of people, I think I just heard you two talking about accessing services. A lot of people find it... Uh, overwhelming to maybe pick up the phone or um, open a door into a building where they know a lot of people will be and um, I wanted to make a peaceful non-threatening space where people well initially it started in my head as a space for people who were bereaved by suicide but um, The design is a wooden structure with seats and within the seats are clay pipes 
where people can leave messages of love, hope and support for people um, who are bereaved. But also, as it's evolved, I felt that the non-threatening safe space could be for anyone struggling with their mental health because I realised with Marie that there's actually a triangle between the Abbey and the Samaritans and the Shropshire Mental Health Support. Yes. So it would be an ideal spot um, to place it. So Marie and I did go and speak to various people within the church and they were very loving and appreciative of the idea, very supportive. And so we drew uh, what it would look like actually in the space and at the top of the wooden structures so would be um, tiny bells that people who'd lost someone could um, hang at the top and in the breeze the bells would ring and the more the bells ring the bigger the problem we have with suicide in the county great idea I love it I the more I talk about it, the more I think it just this needs to happen. And is this is was this inspired by something else you've seen on the internet or no. about anywhere? Or you just, it's no. Just you? It's, since I'm died, I've had this passion to help others. I, it's a, a journey feeling. You know, knowing people are in pain in their own heads, and knowing they're in pain with their grief, and I wanted to help. I wanted to make something that showed them that that people cared. Yeah, yeah. And um, it's great being right outside your office as well, Marie. So you'd be like, <laughs> yes. somebody sat there looking quite sad. Should we yeah. go and take a cup of tea out to him? Absolutely. Or her. Yeah. And it's, it's about people having the opportunity to have a reflective space and it might be that they want some support and we're just over the road or around the corner depending on which office we're working in or which they you know know about um and you've got samaritans around the corner as well so yeah, yeah logistically it's um definitely in the triangle <laughs> yeah i feel like we're growing up as a, as a society i don't know if this is fair to say and i'm probably going to annoy some people with this comment but I feel like we're starting to mature a little bit. We were talking about boys don't cry, big boys don't cry. And we're talking about, I've seen a lot of comments on social media about people having their safe space and how things have changed and things aren't PC enough anymore or things are too PC. But I feel like that's the only way we're going to be able to communicate. And that's it's a great way of seeing that someone needs help you know mm-hmm. if someone is crying there is obviously something not quite right there is that mm-hmm. so we can go in and speak to him if someone's masking that because they've been told actually guys don't cry we've got, we've got if you're masking that then you're causing years of trauma mm-hmm. by hiding that so if you have space where people can sit and maybe talk with one another if there's somebody else there or get access to services mm-hmm. or even just a place to sit and reflect there's no problem with that do we agree is that, is that, was that a bit unfair well because I think we historically we haven't always been great at prioritising ourselves have we Um, and to have to be encouraged to have reflective time time where you can have self care it's an amazing thing 
but it should be something that we do in our normal yeah, the, every day. The only thing I I would say, and the only I'm not this isn't me like trying to knock holes into your idea is that yeah. if um, if there's some nasty people about and they see someone sat there they might see someone vulnerable they could take advantage of so is there a way that you can sort of police it and make sure that there is there's, that if there's somebody on there well, that they're not going to target themselves my hope would be that the balance of nasty versus nice in Shrewsbury is in nice favour yeah. And that if somebody's there and people around are nice, then they will see the people sitting there and go spontaneously and yeah. sit and chat. Um, it's I did speak with Marie the other day about the potential of nasty, but unfortunately we live in such a frenetic we're encouraged to um, be productive all the time and yeah. money do this do that like your time is, te- is you're told what to do with your time and we need to slow down yeah well there are people out there that maybe in a situation where they've got no choice but to slow down exactly slow is the speed they've been told they have to go or they find themselves in you know exactly yeah I feel myself. I feel. I, this is going to sound a weird thing to say. I feel. I. I am rushed off my feet. I am busy all the time. I feel lucky to be. You know, mm. like I've got. It's good to have something to work on all the time. But, uh, if your mental health not great, that's the stress that can tip you over. If you, uh, yeah, it's right. At the at the moment, I'm in the right state of mind to be doing all this. And another weekend, maybe not so. I might mm. want to try and hide, <laughs> if I'm honest. Yeah, and that comes down to that self-care thing, isn't it? Yeah. You know, a lot of my job is encouraging people self-care and even having a conversation. And, the, and just even if it's two or three minutes a day, it doesn't have to be an hour. It, it's just a pause. It's time to just recollect your thoughts, have a cup of tea... You know, maybe listen to your amazing podcast. Anything? Absolutely, I definitely will give that gets an air horn there. <laughs> you can't but, hear, but <laughs> but it it doesn't have to be um it doesn't have to be a massive thing, does it? In the sense that people do amazing things all the time, but the small things are amazing too. Because yeah. if we do lots of small things, we look after our self care which hopefully then gives the small time to do the bigger things. But we or have to start. small things make a big thing. Absolutely. I'm not very good at balancing it out, and I've, I've always been... We were just talking, Heidi, about my schedule and how you actually pleased that I took a break from things. You know, you saw that. I've had to learn, I've had to learn, and I'm still learning, and, and I'm constantly... Today, I probably shouldn't have gone to Ludlow yesterday and done this today, but do you know what? I really wanted to, because <laughs> I did have that break. Um, but I like to do the little things, too, that... I think little investments I'm not a big gamer but last night I sat on a couple of hours on the Playstation just to just to you know just relax a little bit you know I think I wrote on on Facebook yesterday like um, well I've been out and done something can I just lie around the apartment now guilt free I think you've got to you've got to be able to do that haven't you absolutely yeah we've got to do those small things we've got to I don't know sit in the garden and read a book for 10 minutes or have a cup of tea in a different cup it doesn't have to be a massive thing it just has to be a little change makes such a difference can I tell you about my little change over the last week I just got massively into making pom-poms it's so meditative (laughs) my daughter said to me yesterday mummy looks so happy and I'm like I love this (laughs) 
so that is a. Ama- I love that. You see the joy in my face because yeah. I. That is. Yeah, I wasn't expecting that at all. And it's such a <laughs> such a creative, but very random thing to come up with. I make pom poms. That's wonderful. So there's just pom poms all around your house now. Well, um, I've promised Marie uh, that I'm going to make uh, something for the window of across the road, <laughs> the mental health support. And it's but here comes Heidi with a pom pom. <laughs> And it is a big window. It's a big window, and um, Scrappy Scrap Store are providing me with some of the uh, materials to do this. And I'm probably take me about three months, but I'm gonna make it mighty fine. Can't wait to see it. <laughs> you got you found something creative, and that's that's really important because not everybody does that, you know. Um, and you know, like you said, it doesn't have to be something extravagant. You have to go write a book. No. <laughs> Oh, learn to play an instrument or something like that. You can just find something little to do, like that's different, you know. Um, yeah, I like that. And I've loved today. I love today. I, I, I'm hoping that might be a couple more people. I did get a couple of messages on social media saying people might come and say hello to me. So if that happens, I'll be very happy about it. But if I go away with today with what we've talked about, I'm very, very happy because, and you know, listeners, if uh, if anything has helped you. Um, from today's podcast and you feel like it would help others please just give it a share because not for the sake of the biscuit but for the sake of helping other people you know? definitely thank yeah. you Alex is there anybody you'd like to mention because I know this has been a huge collaborative effort hasn't it with lots of companies across Shrewsbury um, there's, this is happening happening all through time I'm very happy I bought my marquee today actually I wasn't going to <laughs> so am I now it's raining <laughs> yeah yeah. You, yeah I fall asleep to rain at night I put it on my phone so when I'm editing this back later, <laughs> I'm going to be asleep. I'm going to be <laughs> <laughs> with the rain. Pom poms. <laughs> Did you just say pom poms? <laughs> Hi there. Hello. Radio talk. You can. Yes. Hello. You can. This is um, Padre Pat. Oh, hello. The guy, the guy that um, danced and got really happy about the project. Oh wow! Wonderful. Yeah. Um, uh, you can have a microphone, sir. Would you like to say hello? No, he's just coming over to see you. I think you're going to have to now, Pat. Just going, yeah, just going to say a quick hello to you. Yeah, hello. Sure it's going well, isn't it? Yes. Nice we... to see you down here. Nice to, it's nice to be here. Well, it's a lovely more venue. You're than welcome. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> now that we've found the tea-making facilities, we're happy. We're more than happy. We're oh, you, making... Yeah, you've got tea, if you've got tea <laughs> and coffee, then all is well. I'll, yeah. I'll try and rustle you up some biscuits, shall I? Oh, now we're, talking. Bonus. now we're talking. Now we're talking. It's not rain. Let's get a, bit, a few biscuits down at the same time. Okay. It's nice to see you. If there is anybody from the Abbey that would like to come and speak to us, though, more than welcome. Okay, get the word out. Got a big mention in church this morning. Oh, wow, wonderful, oh. fantastic. Here we go. We're part of today's sermon. Padre Pat. Yeah, that was just wonderful. Well, we'll we'll, um, we'll sign off from this bit, but your idea is wonderful. How are you doing for funding for it? Do you need any sponsors or do you need any materials? What is the deal with that? Well. Uh, we, we, we're reaching for notes. I always do this to people. <laughs> She's got a, got a folder ready. I'm waiting. Yeah. Okay. It's ready on a cereal box or something. I mean, so, <laughs> I love yeah. that. I love that. Actually, My house is full of stuff like this. I love actually, that. Actually, some painkillers box. Oh, there we go. Um, so... Yes, we do need funding. If someone has heard this and thought, yeah, that's a great idea, or I can relate to that, um, a charitable donation uh, to a charity called uh, Suicide Awareness Memorial Shrewsbury that will have a Facebook page by next week. Um, 
So Assam was a footballer. Anybody along those lines who wants to support the project, uh, builders. Anybody who could supply the materials. Uh, this is why I wrote, we literally just need to buy the stuff and build it. <laughs> Imagine a bandstand made of uh, railway sleepers with in a beautifully tasteful way. You know, that's kind of what I love. Yeah, and then, so I don't know what the technical term is. This sort of uh, metal mesh that they make, that's filled with stones um, would be the seating with wooden top to the seating with mm, words like hope, keep going, things carved on them. Nice. Uh, it's a very, very simple structure, so it wouldn't actually, in terms of memorials, cost that much. Yeah. But as it's a living space, it kind of would be... Uh, just my hope is, if I tell you my hopes and dreams, is that it works so well that they put them all around the country. That's what I really want. Well, um, I know it's a... It's, a, it's an awkward subject to talk about, but uh, Sir Tom had uh, things put in hospitals, didn't he? I know there's uh, problems with the money and stuff, we probably shouldn't talk about that, but when I was in Shrewsbury Hospital, there was like a, a the Sir Tom's yeah. like, corner where you could sit and reflect and talk. That's that, And that went around the country, didn't it? Yeah, but That's a great I won't idea. skim off the funds for myself. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we won't. Yeah. We won't put that in. We won't put that <laughs> <laughs> may, may, we may leave that in I don't know but no, it's a great idea it's a great idea and I feel if there's anybody listening to this that does have building materials if you've got a few sleepers lying around railway sleepers that you can help out with yeah I mean timber merchants timber merchants um, yeah stone merchants yeah and if anybody wants to see the design I think it's an easy easy do well if you can get this if you can get the Facebook up and running mm-hmm in the next couple of days send me the link and I'll put the link in the readout thank podcast. you and as the um, lead picture on it I'll put the actual design so people can get a Amazing. grasp of it and Marie finally before we get out of here anybody struggling with suicide at the moment what should they do so reach out if they can um, and when I say reach out it could be somebody professional or it could be just somebody that they know that they can talk to if you're in Shropshire, you can call us um, on 01743 368 647 and you'll speak to somebody like me um, who can give them some immediate support. You've got um, Samaritans. There's, there are there are many services out there. Um, just tell somebody. And I, when I say just tell somebody, I do recognise it's not easy to just tell somebody. But even if you're somebody that you think knows somebody that is struggling ask them yeah to say how are you today and you know to ask somebody if they're struggling with their mental health and well-being can give that person the opportunity to say yes i am and then they can get them some support together and also as well i want to talk about like sort of professionals if you're a teacher or you're a lawyer or you're you're in a, a profession where you feel like you might get looked down upon because you're dealing with your mental health in a very open way that's not the case anymore you can i mean i'm being serious you can absolutely anybody and anybody can struggle with their mental health and well-being and we see and support many people of many different professions 
many different vocations that have moments, episodes in their life where it's a struggle. Yeah, yeah. And they can have some support. And then, you know, when they're feeling well, they'll go back to what they're really good at and what their strengths are because they'll feel well enough to do it. Yeah. And it, so, if, you know, if you listen to this and you're in a job where you feel like you can't address that, you definitely can. So please do. Please do. Thank you for chatting to me today, guys. Thank you uh, I'm going to hang around for a little bit more see if we can get a few more um, people to speak to but if not this has been great thank you very much Alex you're amazing and so is Shush Be Biscuit hey I love that exactly, we're going to take that as a sound bite I'm not sure <laughs> so as we're at the Abbey I thought it was very fitting that we speak to someone from the Abbey um, and I've got Father Pat with me or Padre Pat <laughs> it doesn't matter what you call me as long as uh, as long as um, I've been called a lot worse, so that's that's great. Either <laughs> it's good, either it's good. Um, we've been uh, enjoying the music today from the Abbey. It's been very fitting at times, actually, um, where we've been talking about situations that aren't easy to talk about, but the music has been the all from the organ, the yeah. choir. It's been quite nice. In the Interesting, really. Well, you know, the Abbey is um, it's it's a great place to come because it's um, it's such a really big building, and uh, it's a building that's uh, open to everybody. Uh, and open all the time. I've just been chatting to somebody now, you know, who's got no place to stay. And uh, I've just said, you know, come and, come and sit in the Abbey for a while, you know, just take the weight off and, and, and sit in the thing. And that's a really great asset we've got at the Abbey. I'm very fond of saying it's not my Abbey, but it belongs to the people. It's the people's Abbey, not mine, nothing to do with us. And so everything I can do to keep the doors open and just provide that kind of, um, well, safe space, if you like, you know. And that's what I've always loved about churches. I remember... Um um, I know they play for a different team but I was uh, walking through town and I popped into the Unitarian Church in Shrewsbury and it was a very hot bustling busy day and I remember walking through those doors and it's just being like a completely different universe yeah. calm quiet and it's the same as the Abbey St. Uh, St. Mary's Wherever you walk, when you walk in it's just a completely different place yeah and I think that's really important isn't it I mean you know the hustle and bustle of life itself can sometimes just get on top of you yeah. and uh, sure I think it's really important just to find those places where uh, not only you can be safe, but it, you know it can be a, a, a place that's peaceful, uh, a place where you can contemplate stuff. Um, and I find that a, a really useful thing. Actually, what we do on a Sunday morning, that's probably the least of the stuff we do. You know, we, an hour on a Sunday morning is neither here nor there. That's not, that's not the most important thing. What, for me, what's really important is that from, you know, 8, 8.30 every morning, uh, the, uh, particularly the Abbey, I can speak about the Abbey, it's, it's open and it's open for everybody. You can come in all day long and people do. And I quite like that. Quite often I'll come, you know, in the middle of the week and uh, I'll, I'll, I'll come to the Abbey and I think I'll be by myself. And then I look down, there'll be somebody actually halfway down the, the aisle in a pew just having a few minutes to themselves. And I think that's really vital, isn't it, you know, um, that we're able to do that. We, we, we gear up for Sunday and people think church is all about what happens, you know, for an hour on a Sunday morning. But that is the, that's the bit that sustains us. The rest of it is, is what's really important, being open and doing stuff in the community, I guess. I think uh, it's really important to remind people that they need to care for themselves and it, and it doesn't always need to be going to the gym or... Uh, doing this big thing every week or you know sometimes it is taking a moment to yourself sometimes yeah. it is being kind to yourself well I think you've hit the nail on the head I was about to say that that um, I think quite often we're you know we're not kind to one another and I, I remind myself every day just be kind try and be kind today you know I my other job when I'm not looking after the Abbey I, I'm also the uh, lead chaplain for the Royal Shrewsbury Hospital 
And uh, I quite often say to our, our medical staff up there, you know, let's be kind to one another. It's really important. It's absolutely vital. I think that's a real watchword. And I've used it more and more this last, I don't know, maybe 12 months than I ever have done in the rest of my yeah. life. Um, and I think we, we, I think we learned it a, a little bit, maybe through the pandemic, about what it meant to be kind and looking out for each other. And we're in danger sometimes of quickly losing that, you know. And we just need to hang on. There was some some benefits and one of the benefits of it all was people learned to be kind and looked out for one another particularly those who you know um uh, were living by themselves or people didn't seem to have lots of friends it, you know people used to reach out and and look out for their neighbors and look out for people who were struggling a bit and uh, you know they're, they're the bits we really want to hang on to because i think that's absolutely vital yeah. that we look out for one another you've got to and I feel like uh, we've, I've, one of the, the main subjects it was brought up right at the beginning of this podcast and it was uh, big boys don't cry and that kind of ethos of really guys don't yeah yeah, yeah. And, and like how society I think has evolved over the last decade certainly over the last three years through the pandemic and I feel like society's kind of matured in a nice way where we're kind of under, being more understanding about mental health vulnerabilities uh, and you like we're talking about, about being kind to ourselves but being kind to each other too do you feel that's the same way? yeah I do I think um, I think guys are getting better at being open with one another I'm a big fan of these men, you know, men talking and walking groups kind yeah, of yeah, stuff of course, yeah. massive fan of that because Shout out to Dan you know I, I, it's just a it's a huge thing you know and I think guys are getting better at talking about their feelings uh, which is a great thing you know um big boys don't cry and stiff up a lip and all that sort of nonsense uh, you know i'm not sure it ever worked originally in any case uh, and and now i actually see it at the hospital but you know, quite often you know you'll have a a guy you know starting to cry and then, and then almost immediately apologize i'm like don't what are you, what are you being sorry for just it's fine cry you know so wherever i go not only just say be kind i always carry a big box, box of tissues it's okay you know to 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 talk about stuff and the more you talk about your feelings the more that you talk about what's on your own heart actually you meet kindred spirits and you find that you're not alone that the stuff that you're going through that actually somebody else is going through as well you know you, you might be going through some real dark time and you think you're the only person ever to have gone through that time and the truth of the matter is you're not no. because actually Perfect. the minute you start talking about somebody somebody says do you know what I, I remember when that was me I, I, I might have been where, where you are I, 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 might, I don't, don't know what it was like for you but god I know what it was like for me and it, it, was, it, was, it was difficult you know and that's the whole point in today's podcast is to show people that you're not on your own no. there are people here that have spoken on this show today that are going through something similar to yourself and um, you know there are places you can go to talk about that men walking and talking and I don't know if there's a, a women's equivalent there's got to be yeah yeah you, well, you, you, you'd hope so I mean one of the things I've I, I started locally uh, up at the hospital we do a men's bereavement breakfast and it's men only so lots of things we do together uh, we do like a, a bereavement cafe uh, which a lot of the um, our female staff go along to and it's for staff who've, who've lost family members because if you're in the healthcare uh, background, you lose your own family members, then you have to deal with other people's grief as well. And so we've started a men's only breakfast and it's great because the, the three things, it has to be a bacon butty, it has to be blokes and we talk about bereavement. And it's great, those three things together, a bacon butty, blokes together, talking about bereavement, it, it, it really works. And it makes um, me hungry now. Yeah. Bacon butty. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting towards that time, but um, yeah, sure. It's, it, these are all good things. You know? Let, let's, uh, let's learn to, to walk and talk and, and and, and be kind to each other and uh, I, I think that that benefits all of us you know in the end well I want to say a huge thank you for letting us pitch up today uh, working with Shropshire Mental Health Support and also to everybody I know there's things running through town today in Shrewsbury so anybody that's involved with today 
and, and giving us the opportunity to spread the word and talk about suicide prevention. Thank you so much for being a part of it because it really does mean an awful lot. And um, yeah, it's been wonderful. I think we're going to sign off now. I think you, you, you're right, right at the end of the, the show. So. Perfect. So, so the best to last. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, right. So thank you for tuning in, folks. And um, yeah, thank you. And we'll catch you next time. Peace out. Thank you. So, um, we're outside the Abbey, um, and I've got to say a huge thank you to Hannah from, from the Abbey. Um, not just for today, but for constantly being in touch uh, with the Shoes of Biscuit on via social media, so thank you for that. That's okay. And also for, 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 for grab, grab, grabbing Father Pat as well to sit with us, and Keris as well, who's joining us today to talk to us. Uh, you, so you're a member of the church here. Um, what does it mean to you to, talk, to, to be a part of uh, this community the church, and also to to be a part of something today where we're talking about mental health and, and, and opening up our feelings, um, is that important to you? Yeah, it is actually. I think everybody in some way, shape or form is affected by mental health, whether that's because they know someone or whether it's because they themselves have some sort of mental, mental health. But actually I would say that singing in the church does massive things for mental health. Okay, that's a, that's a great point. Mm-hmm. Creativity and yeah. doing something... Yeah. It's meditative, I, I imagine. Yeah, it is, and it's more than that. It's a community, and it provides a little hub for people. If they are struggling in their own lives or anything, then they can come into that church. And we've had people who have been really ill in there, people who have been in hospices, you know, going through cancer treatment, going through loads of different hard times. And they go in there, and we all talk about it. And in a day and age where we don't often do that, we don't have villages where you see each other a lot very much. And that's really important I think it's more than just singing and religion it's a massive social hub mm. yeah my, my little boy he does taekwondo Aww. he's eight and when I, whenever, whenever he goes to taekwondo I'll say take all your anger and everything that's annoyed you and put it into those punches power and that can work with music can't it mm-hmm. no definitely come out with music especially at the end we've got an amazing organist called Nigel Nigel Percy Hi, Nigel <laughs> and he does some amazing pieces at the end and you can get lost in there for hours you can just sit down close your eyes and you lose yourself and it's lovely like your little boy in taekwondo if you're feeling cross then there are also some organ pieces for that as well there's there's a lot of scope there for listening yeah wonderful and it's nice to see that you you, you know you've taken the people that have joined the choir and benefited greatly from that you know, I speak to young for years. I've, I've been a support worker for years, for over eight years, and I say to young people, <clears throat> "You need to find." Thank you, Marie. She's done a photocopy for me. Um, you can take a creative process and you can pour your problems into that, and it will come out of nothing but positivity. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know, I've spoken to people. I've written poetry. You know, written rap music. Um, Whether they've made things, you know, and it's really important. Because you've got to keep... Mental health isn't something that just fixes itself once. You've got to keep doing it. It's, it's as, as frequently as brushing your teeth. That's how we address our mental health. Exactly. And I think a lot of the time, mental health has a scope for being negative or something that is one of the time, a one-off, something that's diagnosed, you get treatment, you get better. But I don't think that's the case. I think no. mental health is a long-term thing that everybody has, whether it's good or bad mental health. It doesn't matter. You've got to look after your own brain, your own self, every single step of the way along the... Because life throws everything at you, doesn't it? And it's yeah. how you deal with it, yeah. And sometimes it's okay not to deal with it well. You've got to accept that sometimes you're oh, going to have yeah. days where you derail. <laughs> I have days that more than often uh, but you know um, I, I accept the fact that that's normal um, sometimes people deal with things by getting stressed I say to my wife you know she's like why are you getting stressed I'm like because otherwise I'll be sweeping it under the rug and then one day I'll just be like ah it can be a positive thing can't it it can be 
and there are different ways to, to blow off a bit of steam uh, and I love the fact that you do it in a way that cheers other people up with choir music you know whether it's uh, instruments whether it's singing I love that um, so what would you say to anybody that um, maybe he's listened to this and maybe like oh choir have you got spaces in the choir? Are you looking for new people? Yeah. Oh, yes. Choir practices at 7 o'clock on a Friday. Um, we actually have core scholarships for anybody that's in full-time education between the age of 16 and 24. No, 25. 16 and 25. So if you're in full-time education, you can actually be paid to sing here. You can get paid to you be in the choir? You have to have an audition um, just to show that you've, that you've got an interest and you're competent. But it's a really good way of sort of having a bit of extra pocket money. Um, but we're always looking for... for Extra singers, surprise, altos, tenors, basses, you can try to. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody wants that. I mean, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But, yeah. Just as much or as little as you want to, but yeah, always always want more singers. Yeah. And I would just add to that as well. When I started, mm-hmm. I'd, done lo- I'd done loads of singing in the past, but I'd done nothing on this level of singing. It wasn't Abby singing, it wasn't exactly like this. And it's not just my singing that's increased in ability and, and what I can do, but it's confidence. So I was never a shy and retiring person, but I, I did find that my confidence in general through singing in the choir has increased massively. And that is in part due to what I said earlier about there being that sense of community. I, I think that is a thing. It's a very much family. Mm-hmm. It, 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 there's a lot of single people, especially within the choir, and they probably don't see anybody from one week to the next. But to them, the choir is their family. And there's a definite sense of community. And if somebody's not here, we walk suddenly around their house to check they're okay and various things. So, apart from your mental health, I think it's a family thing as well. You've got people to talk to all the time. Mm. So, certainly you found that, haven't you? Very oh, welcoming. And this place is welcoming. The, the congregation, the choir, the serv- there's always a job. If anybody wants a job, we'll find you a job. You know, there's loads of voluntary jobs. I can hold up the music. Yeah. Yeah. Boards. <laughs> yeah. You know, we can, even if it's just ringing the bell, serving, we've got a shop that's manned by volunteers whatever you want to do mm-hmm. but this place people just come in to revise they come in to study they come in to just use a loo they come in just for a chat um, we have a lot of people that are quite down and you have problems with the river so we've, we've found a lot of people here that have come to speak to us if they have had an issue and, and feel very low so it is a sanctuary really for people and also as well if you go on Podbean and look for Shrewsbury Stories there is a voice tour produced by myself of this abbey Woo! it starts Woo! from Flaming, flaming Great and it comes all the way up here inside the abbey outside the abbey then in the abbey over the car park back down to um uh Shropshire wildlife trust and it's voiced by nigel baker which is one of the greatest um he's gonna when he, 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 i say he's the greatest he's one of the greatest archaeologists in the, in the county oh, wow. um and it's really wonderful so you can actually have a free voice tour of shrewsbury abbey that's amazing produced by myself. yeah, yeah. No, something else I would add about the Abbey is the age range. I think there's a big stigma around church and age and it tends to be a lot of the older generation. And whilst that is majoritively speaking true, there are so many young people as well. Well, you're relatively young yourself. Well, oh, thank you very much. <laughs> but yeah, no, there's, there's people in the 20s like me. There's people teens like the yeah, teens, the choral scholars who are, you know, 18, 16 and we have younger people still and there's young children in the congregation who play in our, our children area so it's a really nice mixed generation thing to get involved in um, what I've always said about churches because my, my wife is just what passed us uh, she's Catholic and she goes to church I don't I'm, I, my, my religion is to not be a bad person that's, that's my, my family oh, that's lovely. but I've always loved 
churches for the, what they do for the community. Mm-hmm. You know, I have done a lot of work with churches throughout the town. Um, this is one of my favourite places, and St Mary's is great as well. I mean, I've, I've literally done an interview on the roof of the Abbey. We did <laughs> wow. one a while ago. Wow. Climbed up there like Assassin's Creed, you know, jumped, <laughs> climbed, climbed on things and shimmied across things. It was great. Because I, I'm a huge advocate for having a space to go out there. And like, and, and like, and like Father Pat just said, sit and reflect. Like said, mm-hmm. sit and revise. Come do some singing. What you do for the community is wonderful. You know, they do a, a, a buy by the kilo clothes thing at St. Mary's. It, whatever, they, whatever it is, if you're an anchor to the community, I'm going to support you. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's And we are, we're trying to do more to out, reach out to the community. So if anybody's got any ideas, because it's a sort of newish mm. team that's taken over here. Mm-hmm. Um, so if anybody's got any ideas, we're more than welcome. We took part in the shoebox appeal for charity at Christmas, where we were having people delivering shoeboxes here for children that haven't necessarily got a lot of weren't going to get anything at Christmas we do Easter eggs we had a charity day where we had like a bouncy castle in the lady chapel and yep. we got treasure hunts it was all free just to try and get everyone together and we've the, got yeah we've got harvest coming up yeah. as well haven't so we'll do a food collection which we do every week but it's like on a mass scale where everything goes to the food bank so yeah and um, I'm, I'm glad that we're on Instagram we're, we're communicating and stuff because you send me great stuff all the time um, so if we're free, I'll come and help you. I'll support you. Oh, okay. We're really grateful. Thank you. Um, if anybody is listening to this who is not feeling great with mental health issues and have you got any advice for them, As for, you know, because you're speaking on behalf of the church and what you guys do at uh, the Abbey, um, what advice would you give them? I would say reach out. It's yeah. the biggest thing. If you suffer alone, you can only have yourself to help you. If you suffer with other people you'll have other people to help you and lift you up. And it is amazing just what getting out there can do and what being with other people can do. And it will make you smile. Someone smiles, smiling is infectious, yeah, as my mum used to say. Yeah. And I think it's really important to know that everybody goes through it at some point. They might say they haven't, mm-hmm. but everybody goes through some issue at some point. So we're always here, always. Yeah. So. I, I, I was just explaining to someone that I took my eight-year-old to a hip-hop show in the week took him to his first rap show people were like what I'm like no it's not like Wu-Tang or Eminem or anything like that it was Harry Mack who is um, he's a freestyle rapper and he does these positive like energy exchanges on like Amigo so people pop up and he do like these random raps out of words they've given to him and the, the positivity and the love he, he gives to people I just wanted my son to see that in person and that's just another way of reinforcing positivity no. You know, it's everywhere. It's all around it the group. It, it is. Yeah. It is. Just accept it. But we're not it. just here on a Sunday. We're, we're open 10 till 4. And even if you don't talk to anyone, just come in and sit. It's such a beautiful, tranquil, mm-hmm. calm place just to sit and just gather your thoughts. Or not think at all if it needs it. Just, yeah. yeah. Well, you guys have been wonderful. Thank you. Oh, thank you for thank chatting you. to me. No, thank you. And, uh, yeah, well, I'll get this link to you when it's all out and you can thank send you. it away for me. I will. Karis, Hannah, thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. So there we go. Uh, what a great collection of um, bits of audio that we got for that day. Um, um, it, it really is inspiring speaking to people that have been through so much pain, but are still out to offer so much in, in ways of advice and help for other people. Uh, it's not an easy thing to do. Uh, you know, I, I, from experience, I know that when you go through trauma, um, it's very easy just to go in on yourself Um uh, so when you offer your open yourself up and you know you talk about your problems and you offer that support to others, 
Um, that's where the inspiration comes from. So thank you to everybody that spoke to us today. Um, it was uh, really great speaking to all of you guys. Uh, now, um, if you if you have been affected by the subjects that were covered in today's very charged episode, very understandable. I've got a few numbers for you now. Um, you can ring the Samaritans free on 116123. Um, or you can drop an email to joe, J-O, at samaritans.org. And there is also a number for Papyrus. Um, that's the Hope Line. And that's 0800 068-4141. There's also a, num- a mobile number there, which is 077-86-209-697. And an email address, pat at papyrus, that's P-A-P-Y-R-U-S dash U-K dot org. And then finally, uh, Shropshire Mental Health Support info line, which is 01743 368 Or you can text 864 Six three. Those are the numbers if you have been affected um, by what we have discussed on this episode. And we also spoke to Heidi about her safe space that she's trying to uh, get commissioned and get made for the back of Shrewsbury Abbey. I think it's a great idea. I think it's wonderful as long as people use it properly. Um, but I will put the links for the social media links to that as well. So if you want to help, if you want to sponsor, if you have any ideas, any advice, any anything that you want to add towards that project, um, go to the Facebook page and, and drop Heidi a message on there. It does sound like a great idea. I'm very positive about things. I think there's a bit of naivety when it comes to my, my positivity sometimes. So I hope it pays off because I think it's a wonderful idea. A safe place where someone can go and sit if they're feeling a little bit down, a little bit sad, a little bit lonely. Um, so yeah. Uh, let's make this happen and let's uh, let's try and help some people. So hit the link that's on the readout for this episode uh, to find out more information about that. Now, this is a bonus episode. This is a Sunday evening episode, which is very unusual for the Shrewsbury Biscuit, but I wanted to get this out sort of as close to um, uh, the World Suicide Prevention Week as possible. Um, and with me being, you know, doing jobs and stuff, yesterday I was on top of the flax mill Um and then what else did we do? Uh, then we went to watch the football. Of course, I did that. Um, so I don't have a lot. I want to spend some family time. So uh, this was the only day I could edit this and get it out. But uh, tomorrow, uh, which is Monday the 18th, uh, there is a great episode being released uh, where I speak to Trademark Blood uh, from uh, the Shropshire Music Awards. Um, the tickets are selling out for that event very, very quickly. Um, so, um, I mean, like, you can still support the event and there's ways to watch it online as well. What I suggest you do um, is you go to Shropshire uh, Music Awards uh, on the website or you can have a look on their social media. Uh, during the episode while I was speaking to Trademark, we uh, we Googled uh, Shropshire Music Awards and it's the very first thing that pops up. So, can't miss it if you like music if you like local music uh, and you like to support that kind of thing um, definitely check that out so that's what we got for you tomorrow as we record release this should i say um the shropshire music awards um thank you so much for tuning to this episode i appreciate it's a charged subject um i hope this goes out and helps people if it does help you in any way uh, please share it with your friends but also drop drop me um, all the guys at shropshire mental health support um a line uh, just just to let them know if this helped you um, because uh, I'm interested in in what this actually does, um, but you know it goes without saying that everyone that's spoken to to me today, everyone that's had the 
the the strength to to come on my show and and talk about something that that obviously is quite painful for them. Thank you so much for speaking to me. Thank you so much for listening to this. And I'll catch you guys next time uh, on the Shooter Biscuit. Peace out.